Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. It's Tuesday, everyone. Buckle up. I'm trying to hype myself up because I'm tired as hell. (laughs) Chelsea said that she's been trying, you know, the no caffeine lifestyle for a few days. And she's like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Oh, perfect. It's so weird because I don't even drink that much caffeine day to day. Like, I think it's almost more of a placebo effect. I, I literally still drink less than 200 milligrams a day of caffeine because when you're pregnant and stuff, and when you're breastfeeding, you're not really supposed to. I mean, you can, whatever, can you talk to your doctor? But I mean, 200 milligrams is a ton of caffeine in my mind. Well, I'm just saying I never even get close to that. It's yeah. like I drink like a matcha or maybe like a latte, which probably has like 130 maybe. But I don't drink coffee every day. I usually drink matcha or something yeah. or, or chai or whatever. So it's weird that it's like, but also I don't think it's just that. I think it's a lot of other things that's making me absolutely exhausted. Oh, that's a life update that everyone cares about. And I will make sure everyone that in my life knows that I started my period again. And I would just like to give a shout out First to- First time after having a baby. Yes. Yeah, so I would just like to give a shout out to everybody who is postpartum and didn't think it was important to tell me what the first period was going to be like. No one prepped me. Like we're going to need to find a balance between like giving, like prepping people for things and not, but not being like, just wait until this. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't like the like, just wait. But I also would love to know that my first period postpartum, it's been eight, eight months plus nine months without a period has wow. been five days heavy as can be. Do you feel like it's feels so much worse because it's been so long or you can confirm that it's like way I worse can than confirm. normal? Okay. Way worse than normal. I've never bled like through a tampon before. Hmm where I like bleed outside of a tampon and I'm on day. I'm on day six now and I'm still bleeding a little bit, but it was like the first five days were like heavy, heavier than I've ever had. And it just was like, but I guess that's normal. Mm. That's like a thing. It's like your first period is just like a little bit more because your body's getting back in sync. But that's what I'm saying. No one told me. So I was just like, Oh, little Back to my old little princess periods. And now it's like, literally, I am the freaking witching hour periods. I'm like, oh, gosh. So anyway, it'll be over soon. Yeah. So that's I feel like that's why I'm a little more tired than usual, too. Just like kind of knocks you off your feet. But anyways, I was going to say, can you trick yourself? Sometimes if I'm tired, I can trick myself that drinking a different beverage, literally a smoothie or an olipop 
it like gives me energy. Oh, don't worry. I did like everything I possibly could this morning too. I was also, that was also something I was going to say is sometimes you do everything right. You do everything you need to do. And it doesn't work. <laughs> and sometimes you're still kind of sad or like you're still kind of, and it's almost like, what the, I thought that was supposed to work. True. You know, like I got up this morning super early. I did some like yoga and stretches, like stretched out my neck, my back, did a little 15 minute workout thing. I cleaned up. I like did everything that I wanted to do. It was perfect morning routine, made a really healthy smoothie. And then I sat on the couch. I'm like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I hate my life. <laughs> you know what? That's so true. Sometimes I feel like the harder I try, it's not that the more disappointed I am, but it's like, if it doesn't <laughs> yeah. make my day perfect, I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. That's why I thought I was doing all this. Yeah, this exactly. Work. True. Well, for today's episode, we wanted to talk about how to thrive in your 20s. And we don't want to ever be repetitive, you know, and like, I feel like we talk a lot about self-improvement and health and all that stuff, but we wanted to kind of make it a little unique, if you will. I don't know if I should set us up for that. <laughs> really unique. I'm for like, like, so morning, <laughs> morning walk. And hey, everybody walk. I heard walks are great. Get outside and walk. Yeah. They're like, okay. But I actually, as I was kind of prepping a little for the episode, I had the thought of just how all of what I was thinking about had to do really with confidence and self-love and self-acceptance at the end of the day. And so I asked on my Instagram for some like people's best advice for being confident and what's helped them the most. So I feel like those were really good. I was reading through those and I think those will be fun to share. But before we dive into all of that, we had to let you guys know that we had our first live show since before COVID. So we've only ever done one other live event, live show and that was like the month before the whole world locked down in 2020. Yeah. And it was so, so fun. But it was kind of a smaller event. And I mean, it was awesome. Like when we did that, we, we couldn't wait to do more shows. And then obviously pandemic happened. And so this has been our first. We did a little speaking event a few months ago in Utah. But then this is our first live podcast. Like what we said. Yes. Event. What we said event. And it sold out really quickly people were like wait what some people yeah. on my tiktok were like when did you say there were tickets but it did sell out fairly quickly and we only announced it a few weeks ago but it was the best night mm -hmm. ever it was so so incredibly fun we did a meet and greet so we met some of you guys and it just confirmed that you guys are the coolest best people ever and it just felt like we were in a room full of our best friends. Yeah, it was really something else. The energy was great. The va the Vapid Valley girls united. Yes. And to be in a room with like everyone just in on the joke. Yes. Just there was nothing like powerful. it. It was at the Hollywood Improv, which was really cool to see our name literally in life. Yes. It was like what we said in real life on the whatever it's called, the sign outside. And it was so it was just like a surreal know. moment, especially because we haven't done that in literal years. Yes. To see the faces to the listeners is mm -hmm. just so crazy. Like to put a face to them. It's like, again, Abby was saying something the other day about how social media, like if you look to social media as your human connection, it's going to fall short. But if you look to social media as the road to human connection, which I was like, oh, that's actually a really good way to think about it because it is. It's like. Instagram and like social media, it leads you to more human connection if you allow it to, but yeah. you shouldn't depend on just the screen to be the human connection. Right. And I felt that at the live show where I was like, yes. oh my gosh, all of this like podcasting has led up to these moments of like us meeting these 
people who we've been talking to. Yes. For forever. And them meeting each other too. Yes. It was so cool. And I was saying afterwards, like it it totally gave me this weird perspective shift almost where I was like, it made me even more so just want to ignore any type of negative, true negativity. Because I'm like, these girls, these people who came, even all the husbands and the boyfriends and all the guys who came too, I'm like, they're just the coolest, nicest yes. people. And that's who we're creating this stuff for. That's yeah. who we're speaking to. And it gives me this whole new perspective where I just feel so much even more excited to like talk to my besties every yes because I'm like 100%. you guys are the just the best you guys are real yeah and you're real it's so weird I I told Chelsea when we were on our way to the show I'm like wait what if everyone forgotten and the <laughs> no theater is empty like because we didn't post a lot about it leading up to it and Chelsea's like you really think they're gonna forget I'm like I don't know <laughs> I'm terrified but it was a full house it was just awesome so thank you to everyone who came also, people are asking if we're going to release it as a podcast episode on, you know, our podcast here on the Apple app and Spotify and everything. We're not going to. We wanted to keep these exclusive. Yeah. For whoever came. Exclusive, so, private, you know, a little secret between us and them. Yeah. So it'll be cool to just keep doing hopefully more in different cities. Yes. And, and we we're definitely planning on doing more for everyone messaging us like, please come here. Like if we could, we would come to every city literally and see and meet and see you guys. And, and we will be. Yeah. And we will be. Don't worry. So yeah. Thank you to everyone who came out, who made an effort, who literally drove more than literally 10 minutes. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, if you drove more than five minutes, <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. It was awesome. I know. They parked for us in L.A. They found parking in L.A. for us. True love. That is true love. That is my love language. You know, you go to the mall and sometimes you walk past this one store and you don't realize you're walking past a world of opportunity. And that world of opportunity is Macy's. Okay, I need you guys to stop sleeping on Macy's and I need you to get your butt in gear and go to Macy's.com because they are having an ultimate shopping event soon. It's on the 25th to the 28th of August. So if it's those days, <laughs> get going. Um, and they have literally everything you need. They got beauty products. They've got home decor. They've got clothes. They've got shoes. They've got men's stuff. They have everything you could possibly want and need. And it's at Macy's. And I need you guys to give Macy's the respect that they deserve. 100%. Couldn't agree more. They have an assortment of everything. Actually, their beauty selection is really amazing. They have... So many good beauty brands for makeup, skincare, like perfume, cologne, hair stuff, everything. They have got lots of stuff. And, you know, if you I've been thinking because Leif's birthday is actually in a few days from when you're listening to this. And I've been like, what should I get him for his birthday? And I think I need to hit the Macy's.com because I know they've got me covered. They have lots of stuff for men. If you're ever looking for gifts for people, for anyone in your family, your spouse, your friend, whatever, they've got you. From August 25th to August 28th, get 25% off regular sale and clearance items plus 15% off beauty. That's 25% off pretty much everything from clothes, shoes, handbags to home decor and appliances. Check out Macy's.com. That is Macy's.com. This is the time if you need to stock up on some stuff, some beauty products, go check it out. One thing about me, 
I have a love-hate relationship with grocery shopping. And sometimes it is just the bane of my existence that I have to go to the grocery store. It's always on my to-do list, but I'm like dreading it. And, you know, it's just one of those things. But, you know, what solves this issue is Thrive Market. You can find all your grocery items in one place at an affordable price and get everything you need and so much more. With Thrive Market, you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials and sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products all delivered right to your front door. And if you and if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market will match it. They carefully vet each and every item so you can trust that if they sell it, it is probably the highest quality available. Finding everything you need is easy on Thrive Market because you can filter by 90 plus values and lifestyles to find what works for you. Shop by what you eat and what matters most to you with over 5,000 food, home, and beauty products. Finding what you need is easy with Thrive Market. So if you're looking for, you know, plant-based, keto, gluten-free, zero waste, BIPOC-owned brands, Thrive Market has you covered. I personally find it hard sometimes to find good plant-based snacks or, you know, just random food items that I'm like, oh gosh, I have to like scour the grocery store aisles for this. But Thrive Market makes it very easy. I love it's I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like R-A-O comma Rows or Rayos. Yes. They have the my favorite pasta Mm -hmm. sauce there. I love getting chips from them. They have smart sweets on there, which is like a low sugar snack. They have so many of my favorite things. You know what else they have? Hmm. Chomps. You know, you've been saying I'm in my like beef beef stick era. Yes. I'm in my, she always thinks I'm eating a Slim Jim. It's chomps, okay? It's original, it's grass-fed beef sticks. And they are so good. If you're trying to, you know, like up your protein, I love them. They Thrive Market has those as well. They have so many good snack options, pantry staples, like tons of stuff. When you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of 1 million plus members and sponsoring a family in need. And with their fast and free carbon neutral shipping, you are also bettering our planet. So join Thrive Market today and get $80 in free groceries. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash what we said to get $80 in free groceries. That's thrivemarket.com slash what we said, thrivemarket.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Well, should we get into this advice? Did you have any other life updates? No, not really. I was going to say that in a few days from when you guys are listening to this, Leif, it's Leif's birthday and he's going to be turning 30 years old, which is just so crazy to me. I was talking to my sister-in-law. She was just in town and I was saying, it's so weird because in my brain, 30, like 10, 20, 15 years ago, 30 was so old to me. Yeah. I was just like, that is insane. Like yes. 30 is just so old. And now I just look at 30 so differently. I feel like it's so young and it's the thriving era. Like yeah. so many people in their thirties that I know are like, oh my gosh, 30s are the best. Yes, 30, flirty, thriving. Yeah, so I'm really excited. We're planning something fun for his birthday and I'll update you guys with that when it happens and stuff. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a party. And I just can't believe I'm married to a freaking 30 year old. Yeah. I'm like, what? Has a mustache, she's 30. It's (laughs) a lot. It's a lot to handle. He grew up, he's grown up so much. No. Our Virgo king. Literally in the past few weeks, I'm like, you're a man, man. Like, yeah. you're uh, you're not the same person no. I married. You're a just ha- like this rugged mustache. Like, yeah, he's been surfing, so he's just getting more, you know, muscly. I'm like, you are a man, sir. <laughs> it's fun, but um, love to see it. So yeah, I'll update you guys with the birthday festivities because it's gonna be really, really fun. I'm excited. 
Also, yes. Abby's turning. Abby's birthday is the day before life's. Yes. So her birthday's today, I guess, when this podcast goes up. She's turning 25. Wow. Happy Order birthday to Abby and Leif. Yes. Yeah, Leif will turn. Oh, so Leif's birthday is tomorrow then when they're listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our Virgo queen and king. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Okay, well, let's get on into... I was about to say, I hate the phrase, like, let's get into the meat and potatoes today. Like, the meat. <laughs> Why? Let's get into the meat stick of today. <laughs> I'm in my meat stick era. What did I get in the car? JC's chomping on a Slim Jim. I'm like, what is happening? Hey. No chomps. It's a chomps, not a Slim Jim. Please. It's grass-fed beef, everyone. <laughs> I was so like, good. I was like, what are you? I was like, oh, you're eating a Slim Jim? She was like, no, 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 it's organic, grass-fed, <laughs> don't. I'm like, don't worry, I'm not shaming you for eating a Slim Jim. Do you, queen? Pop off. But literally every time I'm with her, I take one out. She's like, another one? I'm like, I'm in my meat sticker. Leave I love me alone. that it's called chomps. <laughs> chomps. I'm in my chomps era. I love them. Why are they so good? They also have like turkey ones. They're so good. I wonder if they have any, ve- why would they? Like veggie options. That'd be repulsive. Yeah, yeah that would be just like oily, like Sick. fake meat. No, thanks. No, thank you. Okay, well, we we had you guys write in some stuff. Let's talk about the terrible 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the nightmare that is being in your mid-20s. <laughs> we, we've talked about this concept before, but a lot. Of people that I know in their mid twenties, late twenties, I'm sure even early twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say honestly, the whole it. the whole shebang is a little bit of a mess. It's a bit much. Yeah, it feels like the twenties are kind of just the the years of figuring things out. What? Do, who am I? What do I believe in? What's going on? Who am I gonna be with? What are my goals? Like, it's. I always felt like growing up, it was you were expected to kind of in my brain. Expected to have pretty much everything figured out by the time you're like 25. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, I'm just like, wow, yeah, no, it's it's going to be a minute. And it might be, I might be 50 by the time I got most of my stuff figured out. And even then, yeah. And like even then forever. I might not. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it's just these formative years of figuring life out and collectively between my friends, my family, people that are, are around our age, I feel like are all going through like midlife crises where they're just like, I don't know what's going on. So this is the best analogy I could come up with in this exact second as I was listening to you speak about the, your 20s. It's like, I mean, I hate to relate everything back to birth, but when you're in labor and you're about to give birth, there's like, so you dilate up to a 10, right? And when you get to 10, that's when the baby comes. But when you're at about an eight is when you're in transition, it's called. And it's like the gnarly part. It's the part where the baby is quite literally transitioning down, ready to come out. So Mm -hmm. it's like everything's been prepping. And now it's like it could be anywhere. I don't know the amount of time. So don't take this as, you know, law or the truth. But I think it's like anywhere from like 20 minutes, to like two hours or something where you're in transition. That's what they call it. And everyone is like transition is crazy. Like it's where if you do it unmedicated, which is again, the only way that I've done it. So this is the only experience I can speak to. The contractions are absolutely insane where it's like, you actually have to go into a trance to get through them because it's just so intense. It's like just very intense. And I think of your twenties kind of as like that growing pain, that transition where like right before you're like reborn and you, you, it's like coming from a child to an adult, Mm -hmm. you're still kind of wondering, am I okay? I'm not a teenager. I kind of feel like a teenager still, 
but I'm also supposed to be literally working nine to five and come up with a 401k and everyone's telling me I should have everything figured out. But like, I literally don't know anything. I'm trying to now think about my childhood and how I grew up and trying to do better, but I also still feel like a child. So I don't know really how to navigate this. So I feel like it's like you're transitioning twenties and that's why maybe you're thriving in your thirties. Cause you're like, okay, I went through the, you know, yes. transition. And I feel like there's no way for This is something interesting that I was recently thinking about is there's no way for any other generation to understand any other generation. So mm-hmm. it's always like, you know, our parents, I feel like a lot of things, not everyone, but a lot of things in our parents' generation are considered outdated now. Just like the ideas that they have of like, well, you need to go to college and then you need to get a nine to five. That's no longer really necessary. It's great and it can be in certain scenarios, but life has just changed a lot. We have different opportunities than our parents had and definitely than our grandparents had and then their grandparents, whatever. It all goes back. So I feel like it's also this weird thing where every generation, you're taking advice from people older than you. You're taking advice from your parents who grew up in a completely different world. It's almost, it's not that they don't know what's best for you or that they don't have insight because they do. They have wisdom and they have experience. But it's almost like you're alone in this world a little bit because no one can really give you perfect advice because they didn't grow up in the same time period even as no. you and if they did they're your peer and they don't have any more information necessarily than you do you know what i'm saying it's true no it's very true literally even people a couple of years older than you yeah they don't go through the same exact economy world events like yeah like you said technology like all that stuff it's true it's a whole different you're all world. alone <laughs> like if, if you're younger than us just honestly like, turn this like off. you're good you're good luck but we won't know what it's like in 10 years for people to be 20 exactly i'll be crazy it'll be a new experience completely with that being said (laughs) having said here's our advice for getting through your 20s and being your best self yeah just getting through and things I kind of thought about like things I wish I knew but even if I was told would I have listened probably not you know it's like you're always like I wish I'd go back and tell myself it's like I was no, I would not have listened. <laughs> no, not at all. I feel like your 20s, this is my first thought. Like your 20s to me or in my experience has been about collecting tools for my tool belt in terms of how to navigate life in general. So, I've been picking up tools of how to be healthy. I've been picking up tools about how to, you know, be financially healthy, how to be a good friend, how to be a good listener, how to be, you know, the best version of myself so that I can be a great mom, a great wife, you know, all of these things. I've just been picking up tools, stashing them in my tool belt. And I feel like sometimes you feel like your tool belt has to be perfect all the time. But if you just kind of think about it like that, like I'm just picking up another tool. I don't have to use it every single day. Like, you know, like we were saying kind of earlier, it's like, okay, I tried get up and I want to do this yoga stretch every day. Am I going to do that every single day for the rest of my life? No. Do I like to utilize that when I feel like I need it? Yes. Things like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I feel like the whole theme of your 20s is like figuring out who you are, 
not for everyone. I guess I should just speak for myself. Just getting to know myself and being like, who am I? What am I doing here? What's going on? And I have a book recommendation for you guys that I've mentioned before, but I really, as I was reflecting, like a lot of the lessons, and I feel like something that has helped me a lot this year specifically was reading this book. And it's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I've heard multiple people who I look up to that this book has like changed their life. And that's why I wanted to read it, including Melissa Wood Health, Lauren Bostick, a few others. And really, I rec- I'm highly recommended because it goes over subjects like relationships, prosperity, abundance, self-love, like daily work, daily habits you can do. And I will probably be referencing this book a lot, even just in this episode. But something that I love that she talks about is how self-love is not vanity or arrogance or being stuck up because that's not love. That is only fear. And self-love is truly having a great respect for ourselves, like a gratitude for just the miracle that it is to be alive and have a body and have our mind. Like that's what self-love is. And I feel like that's just something I've been learning lately is truly leaning into accepting who I am and loving myself. And that to me has always been like, you know, if you see this girl who's like, I'm awesome. It's like, oh, you're cocky, you're arrogant. But it's almost like self-love is just this. It, you can shout it from the rooftops if you feel that way. But it's like it doesn't have to be this thing that you're talking about 24-7. It can just be something that. I don't know, is like quiet and that you come to on your own. Does this make sense? Like, yeah, I'm not saying wins. Yeah, I'm not saying it it can't be something you talk about because if especially if you feel like you've been in a place for so long where you haven't loved yourself and then you start to maybe you're just like so excited and passionate about it. You want to talk about it. And I think that's great. But yeah, it's what I'm trying to say is like never feel like you can't love yourself because it's like cocky or something. Yeah. Loving yourself is very necessary for living a confident, happy life. Yeah. I think that's spot on. I, I kind of, that's kind of the theme of what I was writing down to is like, for me, the 20, my twenties have been trying to overcome and like break down my ego and decide what's my ego and what's not. And like, I didn't always know that it was, you know, my ego or whatever you want to call it. But it's like you were saying, it's like, what is self-love and what is self-obsession and Mm -hmm. what is self like sabotage and all of these things where it's like, you know, maybe you do think that, you know, doing this certain thing is going to make you happier and you do it and you're like, why am I still sad? Okay. Obviously that's not quite the answer I was looking for. And I feel like that's been my, the theme for me. It's just trying to figure out every time I learn a lesson, it's always that I have to bring awareness to it's my ego. Like if it's, I'm feeling overly sensitive, I'm feeling insecure, I'm feeling self-conscious or I'm feeling resentful, any of those, it's like, it just comes back to my ego. It's it's trying to protect myself. And I feel like whenever I even just bring awareness to the fact that it is my ego, it kind of makes it, yeah, it dissipates. And it just makes it a little bit more clear, like, oh, (laughs) not silly. Like I, that was my ego talking. And I can confirm, you know, to give everybody a little bit of hope that it does get easier and easier. I feel like the more you break that down. The more you understand and you have like the more lessons you learn, the easier it gets. And you'll still 
I saw Rachel, our friend Rachel made a TikTok and she was saying, why did I think healing was just going to be like an upward thing? You know, what is the word? Upward. Not upward projection. battle. Yeah, it's like upward projection, upward, uh, whatever. Upward line. <laughs> Please. I can't think of it either. Like everything I'm thinking is like upward spiral, but that's downward spiral. Yeah, no, it's like a, a trajectory. Yes, upward trajectory. Just like straight up. And it's not, it's like, it goes up. You guys can't see my hand right now, but it goes up and then you take a little dip here and there and then it keeps going up and then you take another little dip. And it's not just, it's kind of like three steps forward, one step back. That's how I feel sometimes. And, and I get frustrated when I do take that one step back, but it gets easier and easier if that makes sense. I, mm -hmm. I keep moving forward. And so that's brought me hope. And I feel like it's just going to get better and better as I get older. Yeah. Something that is, that she says in the book too, that I love is she says, Remember, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. So try approving of yourself and see what happens. Yeah. And that's been... Love that. That was something that was like a light bulb moment for me because I always talk about on this podcast, like I have just always been a very overly self-critical person where I just like have very high expectations for myself. And if I don't meet them, I feel dumb. I feel like I could have done better, all of that. And while I feel like you know, that mentality to a certain degree has like led me to where I am in life. I feel like it's also responsible for all of like the negative hard parts of my life is being overly critical of myself and just criticizing myself constantly. So it's interesting. It's like, obviously, if you've done the same thing for years and it's not giving you the results you want in a certain area, mm -hmm. you got to switch it up, which has been, again, something I've been learning this year where it's like, okay, I've been getting annoyed at myself every time I'm not productive, quote unquote. Let's try approving of like resting yeah, and see how that Let's works. Let's mix things up. Let's switch it up. And it's crazy because it does like change things. And so I love that because I feel like I'm sure a lot of people can relate to just criticizing yourself. Like yeah. I feel like we all do it and it's just so much... The other thing about approving of yourself is it's not approving of laziness or horrible habits. It's not that. It's just approving of who you are right now. Yeah. You it, don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Accepting is just holding space for yourself mm -hmm. again. It's not like, good job. You're doing great. It's it's just holding space for it. Yeah. Which is, yeah, different than being like, it's okay. Everything's okay. Because that can also sometimes, I feel like I fall into that trap sometimes where I just want to make it feel okay, even if it's like, yeah, you don't, it's not and pushing it stops things me from growth. Yeah, because, it doesn't push things under the rug. That's a different yes. story is like, yeah. you have all these habits that are not making you healthy or not making you happy. And you're just like, I accept them. It's yeah. like, well, accepting yourself is wanting what's good for you. It's, yeah. it's wanting to be just who accepting you are. Accepting yourself is not saying, okay, what I am right now is the best and it's never going to get better. And right. that's fine. You're okay. But it's accepting it is also not like you're not doing enough. It's just holding, yeah, just holding space. Mm -hmm. And it's like accepting it for what it is. And I think as you were saying that, like, let's try not criticizing, see where that gets us. Mm -hmm. It reminded me because I was just talking to my therapist actually about like body image issues. And I was saying, it's so interesting how as I've grown, I can like so clearly see my growth and it's specifically in like that area of body image, you know, whereas years ago I would kind of latch on to this, these thoughts of like self hatred and just being very self-critical. 
and I would ruminate on them and it would like consume so much of my mind and my day and I couldn't get past it. And so when that thought came up, it was just like, are you kidding me? Like, here we go again, because I knew it would just go further and further. And I felt I feel like now it's so interesting. I'll tell my therapist, I'm like, it's actually so I'm very proud of myself. I'm like, I have these moments where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm is this improvement? Like I will have a thought like I have before where it's like, oh, gosh, like, you know, classic. I don't like the way I look today. Like, you know, you could do better. You should be doing this. And instead of letting it ruin my entire day, it's kind of like you were saying where I'm just like, what if I just it's just fine. Yeah. Like it is what it is. I'm trying my best. I know I'm trying my best. So that's why maybe I feel like I could be like, okay, it's it's fine. You know, like I can't change the way that I look at in this exact moment. So why don't I just take it slow, do what I know I've been needing and wanting to do to make me feel better. You know, that doesn't mean like, oh, I guess that's fine. This is how it's always going to be. But it's the difference of like, in this exact moment, I can't change the way that I look. I can't literally lose weight right now. I have to, it's going to be a slow process. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to just be like upset until I get hit my goal, you know? Right. I'm just going to, why not just be happy and see where that takes me? Why not just love my body and, and On take the journey care of it? And, and the process. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and see. And, and like you said, it's like, I've already done the hating thing. Doesn't work. Yeah. So it makes me more miserable. Yeah, exactly. So, so I literally, as you were saying that, I've, I've thought, I'm like, I've literally had those thoughts about my body image where I'm like, let's try to just like love the way that we look. Yeah. See how that works for me. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> no, I completely couldn't agree more. If you are also trying to be in your health and wellness era like us, you're going to love this sponsor so much, especially if you are someone who gets overwhelmed by like, you know, there's a lot of different things you can you can implement into your routine to be quote unquote healthy, lots of supplements, all that stuff. So Athletic Greens is for you. It's such an amazing option. It can help with better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. If you don't like taking pills or vitamins and you want a supplement that tastes good, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, which is amazing. It kind of has just like this mild tropical taste to it that is an amazing part of a morning routine. So with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. So it's basically just this greens powder. You put one scoop in a little glass of water or I put it in a cold, like I put cold water into a water bottle and just shake it up. And you know what's also amazing? The branding is very just like cute and minimal. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. In the morning when you are going to get, you know, your beverage of the day to kind of help you get a pep in your step. Athletic Greens is great because it helps you. Not only does it help you sleep better, it helps you uh, support your sleep quality and recovery, but it can also support mental clarity and alertness, which is just a great way to start your day. Athletic Greens One is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Um, The founder actually created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. So Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-stars reviews, you guys. The proof is in the pudding. And in 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in need. 
So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash what we said. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash what we said to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We were getting ready for our live show last week and I busted out my BFB hair extensions, the classic set. It is, I was like, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I don't need it. And I put it in, I'm like, the audacity I had to think (laughs) that I didn't need this. They look so natural. They're so soft. They're so smooth. They like match my hair tone so perfectly. Perfectly. Especially if you have like brown hair. Sometimes it's actually hard to match brown because there's like light brown, dark brown. And something about BFB hair is that they will send you like a little tester kit. You can get a couple different shades to see, you know, which one matches yours before you even purchase, which is game changing. So BFB hair, they just launched seven new dimensional shades. Now more than ever, there's a perfect shade for you. So they are available in all clip and hair extension products. So they have the classic for length fill-ins for volume, which is amazing. I had these when I had short hair and you just put them in for, you know, some extra voluminous energy and the up for all your updos, which is an amazing little nifty invention yeah you can get your ariana grande ponytail going on if you're like me when i put my hair in a ponytail it's like a rat tail (laughs) and then you can add in you know a little extra volume yes so all 28 shades are shoppable today bfb hair has such a wide range of product offerings offerings and now more than ever a shade that is perfect for you they have a dedicated team of experts ready to help you with shade and product selection that is one thing about bfb hair they got a great team who's very very helpful So you guys can follow them on Instagram for tutorials, hair hacks, and inspiration. It's at BFB hair. Our listeners get 15% off all hair products using code what we said 15 at checkout. They rarely have discount codes or sales. So this is an exclusive discount just for you guys. You're going to want to take advantage of this. That is what we said 15 for 15% off at checkout. Enjoy your new hair. I've been doing this little journal in the mornings called the 369 method. Damn, she's fine. Yes called yeah 369 method that's actually exactly what i think about every time i see it 369 (laughs) damn she fine i got it off of amazon it's like a very simple journal but basically the 369 thing it's essentially like a manifesting type of journal wait can i see it yeah well i won't look at yours awesome looks at my i'm like can i see all of your manifestations journal entries like solo podcast (laughs) Like, oh, what I said podcast, I'm manifesting it every day. I want to see the like. It basically has a section. So let me let me tell you about the concept of it, okay? Some of you girlies might be into it. First of all, I hate to do a disclaimer, but I want to I want to talk about this concept for a second. Manifestation is controversial. And I was literally not aware of that until same. People like, like you are not Christian. Yeah. It's like very looked down upon if you're Christian or religious. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think for me, it all kind of feels I spoke to God. He said it was fine. He said manifestation is awesome. No, to me, it's like, it's a spiritual type of practice where to me, okay, well, the way I look at the law of attraction or manifestation or any of that is simply 
having a healthy mindset. That's what I think of when I think of it. I don't think of it as this magic wand where it's like, I'm channeling. Like witchcraft. Yeah, I do not think of it like that at all. I think of it as like, your life is truly, it revolves around your mindset. Your reality is quite literally how you perceive things. That's, and what's evident, what makes that very clear to me is that I will have certain things in my life where I'm like, wow, nothing else changed in this situation besides my mindset. And I am living a completely different life based off of that perception. Like Mm -hmm. I am now way happier, feel so fine about what I was used to, you know, what I used to ruminate over. Yeah. It's like the narratives that you have in your mind that are like literally completely made up. They're not based whatsoever. And they make your life a living hell. And if you have, you know, kind of an abundance mindset like this, like, and you're writing things down that you want to, you know, accomplish. That's just creating another narrative that serves you, actually. Exactly. That's so basically the 369, the the process or the concept behind it is that you pick one thing you want in your life and you write it down, like you write down what you desire three times, then three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, and nine times in the evening. And it's the same repeated thing. I want to get so, that. That looks so fun. I love it. It's <laughs> so fun. You can literally write down whatever you want. So an example that I was writing down recently was it's like a Christmas list to Santa. Yeah. I, I will tell you guys a few. Okay. Just because I love Ooh. you, even though I kind of want to like keep them private, but tell I'll tell you guys us your secrets. So one of them is that like, I'm so grateful for my toned and strong body. That's something I've been writing over and over. I kid you not the other day I like looked in the mirror and I was like, I swear to you, I see my body differently than I've ever seen. Really? It. Like, you, it, you are looking snatched lately. Thank you. But I literally. Like, since you bought that book. <laughs> no, but. When it is witchcraft. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I was just telling life. I'm like, I cannot even describe to you. Like, I wrote down that specific thing for a week straight. Oh, I like that. Like, I love my tone strong body because in the past, like, I don't know, just every girl is so critical of their body. Like, I do not know one girl in my life on this planet that's like. My body is literally, I love it so much. It's perfect. I love everything about it. Yes. Like everyone just is critical of certain things. And that's how I feel I've been. It's like, sure, I like certain things about it, but there are other things I'm just like, oh, I wish this was different and whatever. And so I'm like, I just want to have a good mindset with it and to just love it and work out because it feels good and not be super, I don't know, attached to any sort of outcome. Like even earlier in this year, I was saying like, oh, I'm weightlifting and I'm trying to do this because I want my arms to be a little bit more toned here and I want to do this. And I'm just like, even since three months ago, I'm like, my mindset is completely different Yeah, than it was then. I just don't even care as much about that. It's not like I'm like, oh, that was toxic and I shouldn't have said that. I'm just like, ah, it's weird because now that's not my priority. Yeah, exactly. And also that is another thing I've learned in my twenties is like normalize changing your mind. You can change yes. your mind at any point. If you've been weightlifting for three years and you're just like, honestly, I kind of want to just like go on walks and do Pilates now. Yeah. Great. Like try it out. No, I'm not saying just do that as if it's not as good, but I'm just saying like, you want to try something else? Yeah. Try something else and just do it. So anyway, you write it down one time, three times, or sorry, three times, one six time. times, <laughs> nine times. Cannot get like this one times, head. two times at 10 a.m., <laughs> three times at 12. It's so complicated. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, we will not be. And at 10, 10 every night, make sure you write down 10 times yeah. in 10 different places. But it's it's like so basically you write down those things and they're essentially like you write down I am you write the I same have, thing you write the same thing so like okay. look at this one 
That's an example of it. Oh, I thought that was your handwriting. No, no, no. I'm like, That's a font. Wow. <laughs> like what no literally literally perfect that's gonna be my first manifestation i want girly handwriting my handwriting is chicken scratch i have faith in you but basically it says like use phrases like i am i have or i will and not i need or i want Mm. and then essentially after you do that you take just a few seconds to like visualize your desire like makes a little potion i'm like you mix a potion and say abracadabra (laughs) and then sit with it yeah, you sit with it and you see how it feels to you. So I will literally be like, I'm so grateful. Like I'm, I love my toned, strong body. And then I will literally close my eyes and be like, feel that. And I'm like, I literally feel so strong right now. It's wild. Like, yeah, I need to do that with my new car. Yes, <laughs> we need a new. We, we say everybody. We say <laughs> bye bye to the soupy. Yeah, I need to picture myself in a new car. Yeah, for sure. we need to Range Rover. Honey. Yeah. Another one that I've been doing lately that truly makes me feel so happy is the affirmation or whatever I've just been writing, I make people feel amazing. Aw, that's sweet. And that's been something that I've been trying to work on is not being so self-obsessed <laughs> and being like, I want, even with the live show, I was thinking, going into the live show, I was like, I don't, you know, normally I would be like worried about, oh, I hope I'm funny enough. I hope people think that it's whatever, that we are fun and it's everything they hoped it would be. And then I just changed my perspective like a little bit ago. And I was like, I just want them to feel amazing afterwards. I yeah. want them to have so much fun. I don't, it doesn't matter how they perceive me. I just want them to feel great and leave the show and be like laughing and smiling. And like, that was so fun. Yes. And so when you shift your perspective to that too, someone else wrote this about confidence. Like instead of trying to be interesting so bad, just be interested in other yeah. people, which is not a, you know, foreign car. Or that's, Mm, foreign concept what was I gonna say that's not like unknown thing yeah what is the word though that's not a groundbreaking idea but it's true it's like when you really shift your focus outwards it's just people like you more that's actually the irony of it yeah my dad actually gave me that advice too first of all I was gonna say and I'm I was gonna say some private but I'll just say it on the podcast I'm scared <laughs> that's good always scared <laughs> heart drops no I was gonna say this last show that we did I noticed I was like I literally told Nick I'm like JC did so good like I feel like not that you didn't ever do good before but I was like I feel like I've seen your growth in like the different shows and I was like she was so good tonight like really I feel like you've grown so much and you did so good oh my gosh thank you I mean I thought the same about you I felt like we were just it was a powerhouse moment my dad gave me that advice before the show he was like asking me about it and he and him and my mom were both like okay, I know like you don't want to take advice from me, but they're like, just make sure you make it about the audience. Like, don't make it about you. Don't think about you. Think about the audience and like making them feel good. And I was like, I know, I know. Like, you know. Yeah. But the, it is great advice. Literally, I still do that when my parents give me advice. I'm like, I know, dad. Like, <laughs> a teenager. I'm so Only almost 30. I'm like, <laughs> dad, I know. <laughs> yeah, but I've been loving doing that little in the morning and well and in the afternoon and at night I actually sometimes forget in the afternoon because just the day slips away from me I was gonna say that would be a hard one for me to remember after yeah but I think it's fine just do it I usually do both the afternoon and the night like I write down a ton at night Mm -hmm. so whatever doing my best seems to be working anyway yeah I love that I need to get that book because yeah it's like 10 bucks it's fun to find new this is what I've been realizing it's fun to find new ways to journal 
Yes. Because sometimes I'll do free writing, which is fine, but I get bored of things. It's like with working out. It's like I need new ways every once in a while to just kind of mix things up. I like doing the gratitude journaling and I like doing things like that where it's like more manifestation. I like doing actually writing down what happened during the day, you know, yeah. different things. I also like the Mad Happy Journal a lot. Yes. You I have love the Mad Happy Journal. I yeah, like I that, that one too. This also the 369 method journal that I'm using on the left hand side. It has like, what actions are you doing today? which it's like a to-do list, which I already have a separate to-do list. So I don't really ever put much on that. And then mm-hmm. it says like, how will I show myself love today? And I usually just write down something. I'm going to write down some but- baloney. <laughs> no, just like whatever. You write yeah. down whatever you're going to do to, you know, help boost your your mood that day. Yeah. Love so that. I like it. I also was kind of thinking about in terms of growth in your 20s. This is kind of like a little bit more. I tried to think of little specific, you know, tips for your 20s. And one of the things I was thinking about is how – And I saw some of these in the questions people asked on our Instagram story in our question box, like your friends growing apart in your 20s, because Mm -hmm. I do feel like that is a very, again, transitional stage of your life where you're either like going off to college or you guys are leaving college. And it's like you aren't moving at the same pace as your friends. And I think there's two. Well, there's probably many ways to deal with this, but there's two that I could think of that are both your ego. And I feel like if you could get rid of your ego in these situations, it would help so much with like your twenties. And I feel like sometimes you have, like you can have the mindset that you've outgrown people and you can't, that's a very real thing. You can't outgrow people in, in different, like in, in a certain area, you know, it's like, oh, they still like to do this. I don't like to do that anymore. Like, and that's totally fine. But I feel like sometimes it can start to make you feel like superior than them. And you have to realize that you're anytime you're feeling superior to someone, it's your ego. That's never not your ego. You're trying to like compare it all like above, below anytime. And I feel like you have to realize like they could also be outgrowing you, first of all, in another area of your life. You don't know. So I feel like it can get kind of messy because it also your emotions are attached in there where it's like your friends are, you know, you've outgrown your friends or they've outgrown you or you guys are like, you know, going off into different life stages. And then you can also get your feelings hurt where it's like, oh, I feel left behind or I feel like I'm leaving people behind. And I feel like if you truly can. Kind of like what we were just saying not make it about you and think about them and think about how they feel and try to understand them a little bit more and see them with literally like through the eyes of, I mean, there's so many different ways to say this, but like I'm God's eyes. Yeah. Like through God's eyes and not through judgment or through any of that. It makes your friendships so much more authentic and they don't have to be, and, and just relationships in general. And they don't, it doesn't have to be so Tumultuous. What is the word? Tumultuous. Yes. Thank you. My about my vocab queen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Every five seconds, I'm like trajectory. Yeah. Anyways, I was just thinking about that because I think relationships in your twenties can get kind of messy sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's just because all of you are trying to protect yourself. You're trying to figure yourself out, and you you are thinking so much of yourself, and you're both doing that. So you're in the box, as Nick likes to say. And I think if you can take yourself out of the box. It makes things clearer, makes the answer to relationships clearer. And it makes, you know, just staying friend. And I'm not saying you have to stay friends with everyone. You have to like, you know, be texting and be best friends with everybody still. But it makes it not so much of a burden on your heart or anything like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I just think in general, whatever is meant for you 
will be. And if a friendship is clearly not working or like fading apart in a direction that's like, dang, this is sad, but it also feels like it's just necessary. That's life. It's like you that's meant to happen then, in my opinion. Exactly. It's yeah. like you you should never have to force, force, force things. I think yeah. that's another thing I've just been learning in my 20s again is not forcing and and holding on to things so tightly, but letting things flow as they will. It's yes. like if I'm not as close to someone anymore, hey, you know, but I'm still trying and doing my part, but we're just not yeah. the same as we used to be. That's fine. That's literally how life goes. Exactly. That That's what I was trying to say. I hope I communicated that. Like, it, it's not that you have to be BFFs and like keep everybody in your life. It's more so for like how you let go of them or how you keep them. It's like if, if you want that relationship to work or if like you said, it's like they are moving on to a different, literally if they're physically moving or they're moving on to a different stage and you guys are, you know, just fading apart and, you, apart and yeah and you don't feel like it's right anymore then you also can just like let go of that and it's not a bitter thing or yeah. it's not um you're mad that's what I was trying to I think say. what you're you're saying as well is just the superiority thing it's like yeah. it's not fun to feel like you have a superiority complex over anyone anyway yeah. it's not a fun feeling to be yeah. like it, it makes you feel very isolated anyway to be like I've outgrown them and I'm above them it's yeah. like that's not fun either so it's better to just have no judgment with it and be like, hey, like we're growing in different directions. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. Because it's not fun to feel superior. It's also not fun to feel inferior. Mm -hmm. And I think whenever you feel either of those, it you are thinking about yourself a lot and it blocks you off to like understanding that person as a complex being as like somebody else who has complex thoughts and feelings and emotions and, you yeah. know, is their own person. And when you don't understand that about other people, it really diminishes your experience of life because you just start to feel alone yeah like the world revolves around you is is actually not a fun yeah actually not feeling yeah oh my exactly. God, trust me I know yeah. I've, I've been trying that route for a while yes a lot of people were asking kind of on that same strain of like all my friends are in relationships I'm not or my friends are getting married having kids I'm not I just feel left behind like how do I deal with not being in the same stage or whatever I think the number one thing to do in this scenario is focus on you. And I don't mean that in a selfish way, like kind of contradicting what we just said. <laughs> We're like, you're superior. Yeah, I'm like, you're the best. Remember that. But focus on being your highest self, your dream yeah. version of yourself. That is what like you literally need to do in this scenario. If you feel like you're getting left behind and you're not feeling confident, you need to literally dream up your dream life, your dream routine, who you want to be, how you're going to show up every day. Think about the things that that girl who, by the way, you already are, mm -hmm. is going to be doing every day and start doing them. Like yes. that is my advice. The more you ruminate on other people moving on and doing other things, it's like you're just giving away time. You're giving away your power. You're giving away so much when you could be using that energy and that time to create a life that you're so excited about. And by the way, which will probably somehow just like attract the perfect person into your yeah. life as well. And you'll, you know what I mean? Yes. So I think that's my number one advice there. And a lot of people did ask like dating stuff. And I always feel a little bit like, dang, I can't, it's hard to give dating advice when you got married when you're 21. And like, we've been married for six years. So it's hard. But I did screenshot 
some honest dating advice from We're Not Really Strangers. And I thought it was really good. So I wanted to say some of them. So the first thing, which we've talked about before, is worry less about if they like you and more about if you even like them, which I think is common for girls. If they're feeling insecure, they'll just like any guy that gives them attention. It's like, oh, please, like, I hope they like me. And it's like, let's think about if we even like them in the first place. And we're going after someone we are, you know, really vibe with. First step. This one I really liked. Rejection is not as personal as it feels. Liking someone or being liked is more about compatibility than inherent worth. Yes. Literally, if a guy doesn't like you, that doesn't mean like you're worthless and you're not lovable. It literally means you're just not compatible. Mm -hmm. And why would you want to be with someone who's not compatible with you? Yeah. Or if they do not think you're compatible, mm, bye. Like, why would you ever want someone who's not like living and dying for you? Perfect match. Yeah. Yes. I, that just reminded me, I wrote this. Oh, it just sent a shiver down my spine <laughs> on Blogspot. Literally years <laughs> ago, I wrote this blog, but it actually, I'll read something that I wrote years ago. And I'm like, oh, when I was smarter then than I am now. <laughs> but I wrote this blog post about like finding the one. First of all, I, I wasn't even like married yet or like, what did I think? I wasn't even dating anyone. Like, anyways, I wrote this thing about like finding the one. How do you know the one? And it was basically about, this is kind of like, honestly, maybe, maybe it's toxic, like MySpace, Tumblr era, but it was saying how girls do sometimes get upset when they are dating a guy and they want it to work so bad, but that guy's still in like, like he's still kind of being a player or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I was kind of saying in this blog, like you will be that girl for some guy. And if, if, if you're not the girl, you'll be, that's going to change. Well, that's what I'm going to say. If you're not the girl, that's going to change him into a one lady man then he's not for you. Then goodbye. Yeah. But there is a guy out there that you will do that for. And I know it's hard to believe, but like when it happens, it happens. It's like, there will be a guy that's just like, okay, I'm done. Like yeah, you're like, the one. You're it for me. Yeah. And if totally. he's not doing that, he's not for you. 100%. I, I couldn't agree more. That's facts. Don't look it up. I don't, I don't know how to log in, so I can't <laughs> delete it from the internet. Yeah. Same with our old blog. <laughs> goodbye. This was another good one. Ask yourself, would you be friends with this person if you were not physically attracted to them? Be Ooh, honest. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Because that is going to tell you a lot. If you're like, oh, maybe. Absolutely not. Yeah. You need to be like, I would be best friends with this man. Like, yeah. if I was not physically attracted to him, I would be just want to hang out with him all day, every day. Yeah. That should be the answer for you. Get clear on what you want to give in a relationship, not just what you want to receive. What unique value do you bring to a partnership? Yes, that is good. That's very important. And I think that is, again, going to build your confidence when you realize that you have things to offer. It's not just like, what can I get? What can I get from this partner? What can I give them? It kind of goes back to just the theme of what we've been talking about this whole time. How am I going to be in a relationship? Yeah. How am I going to make him feel or her feel, whoever it is? And what do I bring to the table? Stop being shocked by repeated behavior. (laughs) If someone has continuously shown you they are not a good texter, do not expect them to be. And notice patterns and believe them. Yes. So uh, that goes for everything. They keep doing the same thing over and over. Uh, That's their pattern. Mm -hmm. And you're most likely not going to change them. Maybe. But I wouldn't like marry them thinking it's going to change. Yes. Without any proof. Yeah. People can change. Men can't. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Facts. Horrible. Okay. Last few. You don't need to be perfect to be loved. Perfection is not relatable. We all have flaws and vulnerabilities and being able to own them is one of the most attractive things we can do. The right person will embrace the things that you once felt you had to hide. Oh, and I love that too. Like 
any person you're with should not, you shouldn't have to hide things from them. You shouldn't have to hide parts of yourself or turn off certain parts of yourself, you know? And lastly, your love life is one area of your life. Do not forget to nurture the rest. Significant other aside, when you visualize coming home to a life you love, what does that look like? Get specific. Yes, that is very important as well. And I thought that was just great advice, honestly, overall for life. I love that. I do feel like reframing your mindset has been the theme of this episode so far. It can go into every area. It's like reframing how you think about dating, health, your self-worth, career, money. Like just reframing your mindset will make a world, literally will make a world of difference. It will change your world. Yes. It will change your your whole life and yes. your whole perception of everything. It's- In the book, The Four Agreements, he says you can make your life a living hell or you can make your life a living dream. And so- I love that to you. A lot of people asked something to the effect of how to make decisions based off of what you really want versus like what others want for you or what society wants or what society thinks is, you know, a good idea. And again, I think this comes back to confidence. When you build your confidence, you start to not care as much at all about what other people want or what society wants or anything because you're just like, I'm so confident in what I want and what I'm doing that I don't really care. So I thought we could end with some some little confidence boosters or some things that people wrote in that have helped them build their confidence or, you know, just good little mindset tips. I love that. I have a couple. I'll go last or I'll go first, whichever one. You can go first right now. No, I want to go last. This I loved. Someone said confidence is more about how you perceive yourself and not how others perceive you. Mm. I feel like some people want to look confident for other people. But confidence is like literally your own relationship with yourself. It really has nothing to do with anyone else, to be honest. It can't be seen. It can only be felt. Exactly. When I do something alone, I tell myself I have just as much of a right to be here as everyone else. I think that's kind of what she's saying maybe is like imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. where whatever you're doing, like for instance, us doing a live show, it's like we could easily feel like, okay, what the heck? How are we up here on this sold out stage doing this? When all the photos around us are literally like world-renowned comedians. Yeah, like Jerry Seinfeld, Oprah. (laughs) And we're like, what are we doing here? Like, it's very easy to feel that way, but it is important to remind yourself. It's like, I'm a person too. Like, I deserve anything I want as well. Someone said, have a note in your phone of all your recent wins and refer to it when you're feeling down or defeated. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Which I actually have this and I've had for like ongoing for months. I just have a note on my phone that's pinned that says my strengths. And I refer to it when I'm feeling like I'm a piece of trash. I will like read things and I'm like, oh, that's kind of true. That's that is cool. Like that I do that or mm-hmm. that I am that way. I'm proud of myself for that. It it makes you feel just gives you a little pep in your step sometimes if you're feeling down. This one's from my mom. Shout out Jilly. She says, knowing yourself deeply and recognizing that everyone has significant worth, which I think is essentially what you were saying earlier. And I think that is very important. Someone said, at the end of the day, nothing even matters. We are just little ants compared to this universe. (laughs) That is true. Not taking myself so seriously, which I also love. Sometimes Mm -hmm. in these like self-improvement episodes that we do, I want to just at the end of it be like, and not even don't listen to anything we said, but it's like also life is not that serious at the end of the day. It's so, it's important to like be, you know, happy and confident. That's really all that matters is that you are feeling happy and confident and that you're living a life you love. Yes. Everything else kind of just doesn't really matter that much. And we, it it doesn't need to be taken so seriously. Yeah. It's, I said this at the live show, so I'll give you a little, 
insight into what we talked about, but this is only this is only a little snippet, okay? <laughs> well, I was saying how on the bad broadcast, like I guess a week ago, two ago, she had our friend Ashy on and Ashy was talking about how when you're parenting, you want like the goal is not to be like, okay, I'm prepping this little baby for adulthood. This person's gonna be an adult and then they'll finally be like a person. Yes. Let their childhood be their childhood. Their childhood is not prepping for their teenage years. Their teenage years are not prepping for college. It's like, let their childhood be their childhood. Let their teenage years be their teenage years. And same same goes for in your 20s. Let your 20s be your 20s. Don't be so like, I'm waiting for my 30s, my 40s, my 50s. Like, yes, you can have that to look forward to in the back of your mind, but don't be so stressed about like, I have to get everything figured out. Otherwise, your life will just pass you by and you'll just be prepping for something that never happens. And I think that that mindset is really, it's really important. important there's, yeah. there's so many awesome things about being in your twenties. Like we've said, we're like, oh, it's a bit of a mess, but there's so many memory. I have loved this time of my life. Yes. Like, even though as hard as it's been, as transformative, I've, there's been, it's been the hardest moments I think of my lifetime that I can remember, but it's been so fun too. Yes. And there's, we don't need to be constantly looking for the next thing or trying to figure anything out. Like, mm-hmm. let's just live for today, have fun, you know, make fun plans with friends, family, with yourself, take yourself on dates, figure things out, read books, mm-hmm. listen to podcasts. Yeah, 100%. Just live your life, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, I was going to say, this is my last little thing about the confidence thing is your again I hate to like harp on the ego but I really just feel like it's it's the enemy yeah it's just constantly there and it's like something it's just like all-encompassing it's literally everything that hurts you mm-hmm. <laughs> the ego will tell you that the more you have the more you are and the ego will want it always wants to want to so it it's never satisfied like I said it's like you're always prepping, you're always wanting the next thing, you're always wanting more, but that's the ego. And as soon as you even identify your ego, it dissipates, like you said, it goes away. And I think that in your 20s, it can be very consuming to be on social media and be seeing other people in their 20s having more than you or Mm -hmm. doing more than you. So you think that they are more than you, but that's not true. That is, we are all the same worth worth and souls like we're Mm -hmm. all just souls on here trying to play dress up is really what it is and it has no actual worth and so when you find yourself i i've had to catch myself being like okay if i want if i feel like i just need that like that's my ego talking that's not actually my you know soul intuition yeah my soul talking to me that's my ego telling me you're not enough because you don't have this you're not doing this so the ego is the one that wants a range rover yeah unfortunately (laughs) My Subaru is my intuition, unfortunately. <laughs> the G-Wagon is the ego. Okay, I also really do want, like, we should do a whole segment on car reviews. And we should bring Leif and Nick in here because people have been telling me, like, Range Rovers aren't that great, like, on the inside. No, I they're kind of just like belt. You. Oh, that. you did tell me that. Well, well, we have friends who have a Range Rover, and they're like, honestly, I don't love it. And, yeah. and then I, someone else that I know posted on their story, and they had a Range Rover for a little bit. They're like, honestly, I got rid of it because it's not the vibe. Like, Yeah, Nick was like, it's kind of just like bells and whistles. Yeah. It's not much. I'm like, really? It's I so mean, cute on the outside. I know. You know which car, other car I, I've been looking at mm-hmm. is the Range Rover Def- or Land Rover Defender. I love those. And those are cute, but I I haven't seen like the new ones. I also love the bron- the new Broncos, but I'm like, I also need like a mom car, like a, a spacious. I The reason I love my Subaru Outback is it's so spacious. Mm. It's, it's like... I keep, I keep showing Leif this one car that I like that he says is like, it's a Land Rover, but it's not the Defender. 
it's something else and like it's like RV older floors? it's like oh. like every time i see it, i'm like that and life's like is that's it, like a 2017 like it's not a new new car and I i'm like i know what car it, I'm like is why it, do i like it every time i see it i'm just like i like is that it car. always outside the bank the bank chelsea there's so many well, banks i don't I, we don't have to say the okay. bank, but there also are so many banks in this world. I know, but the bank that's... I, I think I know which one you're talking... I think I know what bank you're talking about, but I don't know the car. Is no. it black and parked in like the same the spot? The one I'm thinking of is the, is white. Oh, never mind. So I was going to say, there's this black Land Rover. I don't know what kind it is. And I literally walk up to the car to try and like see. And I'm like, what? And it's right by... Parked by the bank all the time. Oh, really? Well, and... this one's parked next... Like in my neighborhood. And it's oh. like always there. And I'm always like that. Like, and then I'll, or I'll see it driving. I'm like... That's the one that's like, that's yeah. the same car you see. I'm like, why do I like it so <laughs> yeah. much? I'm clearly attracted to it, but yes. I don't know. And but it's not a new car. Mm-hmm. It's like an older model. But I'm like, I don't know. Something about it is calling my name. Okay, well, I think we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that was really it. Okay. Watch oh. out of the ego. Ooh, it's coming to get you. <laughs> spooky, spooky. We need to invite the ego to our spooky episode. Literally. <laughs> oh, she's there. She's always <laughs> lurking. Always watching. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you guys go follow our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. You guys can be a part of our story episodes or submit stuff. That's kind of the Get tickets place. to our next live show. Yes, that's the place to be. We have highlights where if you ever want advice, you can click on our advice highlight and insert whatever, you know, type whatever you want advice on and we'll talk about it in our last episode of every month. We do advice columns. Anyway, if you're new here, by the way, hello. Welcome to the VVG fam. VVG stands for Vapid Valley Girl. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are one. So congrats. (laughs) We love you guys. And that's That's what what we we said. said. Goodbye.